good br- rustic authentic podcast, <clears throat> yeah? Yes, yes, damn, 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 damn. Good evening and welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my co-host Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? Nagy, I feel a lot better than you sound. You're quite ill, aren't you, Nagy? I know. You'll have to forgive my voice, Joustas. It's just a little bit on the croak side. It's the change in seasons that got you, isn't it? Yeah, it's the wind. From I think. footy to cricket. That's it. <laughs> That's the one it's that a great Chris Franklin saying. It just caught me a bit late. But um, but yeah, no, not feeling too great. And also, it's probably reflective of the season that the Knights are currently in. Just in a bit of a lull, a bit of a sickness. You it's know? a metaphorical illness. <laughs> yeah, I, I live them. <laughs> them when they're not doing well. The team is coursing through your veins. I was clinically dead in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of reviving. There was, there was a lot of reviving. But Liam, I have to ask you. We're obviously both at the game on, uh, on Friday night, uh, back at the graveyard shift uh, on 6pm. 6 p.m. Only managing 14,500, about that. Thereabouts, which I still think is a pretty good crowd given the subarctic conditions it was in. It definitely dropped off then, yeah, yeah. It was I like, did find it funny when they mentioned that it's 14 degrees. 14, <laughs> didn't feel like it. It felt much colder. It did. But yeah, 14 degrees, oh, very cold. It was a very cold night with not many people there. But not many people for, you know, for a night's game. So, but you know, you could definitely feel it. There was a bit something missing. Uh, but what it was, what was missing for you, Liam? What went wrong for you? Oh, look, Nagy. Obviously, a lot went wrong in a, a game that you lose twenty nine points to eighteen, where you feel like you're in it for most of the game. A fair bit went wrong. Now, as usual, our stats this week brought to us by Josh Spiegelman, the. Thank you again, Hammer, for all the stats this week. So, a few things went wrong. First of all, our line speed. Now, that's been something we've had an issue with all season. It seemed to work against certain teams, but against the big, hard-running forwards of Penrith, it just didn't work out too well. You know, with the RCG try, Tyrone Peachy try, we were caught just sitting back on the line, waiting for them to come, and they just sniffed out that line there. Um, The ruck. Now, this may have been by design by the Penrith team and maybe the refereeing had something to do with it but we were just too slow at the ruck. We were averaging a 3.7 second play the ball speed. Is that slow? That's quite slow. Penrith yeah. in fact averaged 3.4. Yeah. But you could really you could really see it the Knights just weren't moving up the field as quickly or as easily as Penrith who seemed to have a much quicker cleaner ruck which kind of to me implies that we got the rough end of following the rules, Nagy. <laughs> it definitely seemed like the rules were implied to us a little bit more firmer. Strin- more stringently. Stringent, yeah, than, uh, than it was to Penrith. Um, you know, a lot was said about the referee um, right after the game. None of which we can repeat on this family show. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it, yeah, like the referee definitely seemed like, it's, it seemed like Penrith had a lot more time in the ruck. Now, could you say maybe they were just controlling the ruck better than us? Uh, you know, you look at players that control the ruck rather well for us and I always think uh, Aguero controls the ruck rather well just peels off you know usually right on the money uh, manages to get his body off them but obviously like hover above them and I think they're doing a bit of that too so you, you, you can't actually be free to play the ball but you still you still feel like you're tackled in the, anyway it's just playing into their hands they do the peel off well which they're trying to rule out of the game but it's just one of those one of those things I think the Penrith <clears throat> I think Penrith just outplayed us in the ruck but it was definitely the times that 
if he if he can if he looked at all the penalties that we were um, against us for either laying around in the ruck or being offside, and then you looked at you know, obviously there was some very well uh, well shared footage of um, Penrith being very offside, like the very same infringement that yeah. we were penalised for. Yeah, yeah, and then so it, it didn't swing both ways, and you think you'd get those fifty fifties at home. If anything, you'd get a bit of favourability. You'd hope so, but it wasn't the case. But there was more going wrong in this game than met the eyes. Our completion rate dropped below 80%. We're down to 79%. Now, we've actually completed quite well this season. I think we're in the top two or three for average completion rate across the season. Mm. But dropping below 80%, you really can't be expected to win a game if you're letting the ball go so much. And as a result, we were below 50% 50 of possession. And the line speed that we mentioned earlier now, it led to Penrith running for... 1,508 metres yeah. to our 1,279. 548 metres of uh, Penrith's run metre total was post-contact to our 418. So that points to our forwards not generating enough leg drive, not getting through the line to generate that quick ball. It just seems like our forwards need a bit, bit more grunt, a bit more go forward when they hit the tackle. I understand, you know, you've got to fight to the ground, find your belly, get up quick, play the ball. But when a team's slowing the ruck down like that, you just throw the gloves off and say, you know, to, to heck with it. I'm going to bend the line. I'm going to fight to the ground. And I'm going to get more metres through the line there. Where, where did it go right for you, Liam? Obviously, we did score. It was three tries to four in the end with uh, a couple of cheeky penalties and a field goal to Penrith there, stretching out the margin a bit more. But three tries to four. What went right? A few things did still go right. It was a bludger of a game to watch, but there were still some promising signs. Our attack, I thought, was actually pretty good. When we did have the ball, we looked dangerous. Obviously, there was a few errors in the game that blunted the attack. You saw the Watson pass to ground. There was another one from someone else. I don't remember. I tried to block most of it. I just watched it again today, and I, I yeah. really wish I hadn't. It was it brought it, me down. It, there, we were definitely chancing our arm more uh, in attack, and we looked good. Uh, five line breaks to their two, I believe. Um, so it, we, 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 I thought we were the better team with the ball when we held on to it, completed our sets. Um, you know, we we showed a bit of lack of patience getting when we got down there, and I think we went for an all like a bit of a hail mary a couple of times. But we went for also for some um, some interesting interesting passes down uh, down that right edge uh, with Lockie Fitz, and that's where Colin Watson was around, and we're causing mischief, we're causing trouble, we're, we're doing those half breaks, and we're probably getting. You know, sometimes three out of the four necessary passes to for that try line, uh, and it was exciting to watch. You know, it's fr frustrating to see, but like, do people rather see that and see us chancing our arm as a young side, or would they prefer us working one up, working one up, working, spreading it wide, going for a kick? You know, th those kinds of plays when they happen uh, over and over again. I think we've been guilty of in previous years, uh, and now we got a little bit more strike power and a little bit more confidence. I'm sort of glad we went for those, but it, obviously we we didn't come up with the chockies on the day. I'm glad you said <clears> chancing <throat> our arm because it does seem to be something that Nathan Brown had shied away from in the game plan earlier in the season, bringing young players through. But we actually uh, topped the offload count, 10 to 8, which is a rare feat. That's a rare. rare feat for the Knights, but it shows that we're starting... I mean, the Mitch Barnett, Beautiful. remarkable. Remarkable. Offload. Offload, out of yeah. nowhere, in the midst of 15 Penrith plays, he popped it up to CO, offload then to uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan Ross favourite of the show, dear fan, alumni, uh, for a yeah. beautiful try. So we're starting to chance our arm a bit more. We're starting to throw the footy around. And we just need to remember that these are young players, a new side, still gelling. We're still finding new combinations 10 rounds in. Yeah. And we need to give them chance for the, for the passes to stick. Yeah. Now that we're starting to throw the ball around a bit more, sort of have a bit more fun. Let the boys have a bit of fun. It's one of those ones, you know, you got you always be very polar in uh, in, in when... 
when you, there's a half break made and it's the third or fourth tackle because uh you know you're running down you're in their in goal like you know sorry you're in there in their half you got the they just they make a brilliant cover tackle you have the player with the ball free he's looking up he's going to throw it and you get half the crowd saying give it and the other half going hold it you're like you know and there isn't a correct answer until the results happen because anyone that said hold it and he throws it and it lands clean in the hands we score a try and they all just, I'm not going to say that again but it's um but, you know, it, you remember it if you're right. You're like, oh, you should have just done that. But it's obviously those moments in front of... Now, front of- Nagy, a slight aside there. You mentioned that, uh, you know, in the crowd, you have some judges saying, half of them saying, throw it, half of them saying, don't throw it. Yeah. Did you notice on the field that KFC are advertising the viewer <laughs> verdict? I believe it is when a try goes to the bunker, the viewers get to vote on whether or not is a try. Do you think that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard of in your life? <laughs> Um, well, obviously, you're going to have anyone who's watching that's supporting that team. They're just going to say yes. You're never going to have a just like this sort of um, well agreed bipartisan. That's the word. Bipartisan. Isn't it? Funnily well, enough, that's our word of the, of the week. week. Bipartisan for all you playing at home. The um, yeah, yeah. So bipartisan. You're never going to have that uh, across the board. So you're always going to have it like whoever's got more supporters watching is going to vote. Yeah, obviously a try, but. You know, and it definitely undermines that referee. Doesn't it just? Because then you're just always going to have like, oh, well, if 87% of people think watching at home, then also does that influence the, the video referee? Like, of course, he's, you know, he's surrounded by monitors. Does he not have a live stream to the game going? And or not it- only that, but the video referee, I assume, I don't know about, you know, whether or not this is true, but I assume that the video referee has read the rule book at least one time. He's Something skim- I'm sure most NRL fans haven't, myself included. He skimmed. He skimmed through it. I, I haven't even skimmed, so he's already better than me. He's he already got more knowledge than me. So does the average NRL fan like myself, mm. who's generally a one-eyed supporter, hasn't actually read the rule book. Half the time, I don't even know the rules. Who am I to judge <laughs> whether a try or not is to be awarded? Yeah. Do I you know, deserve that power? Yeah, that's right. You know, golf has 42 pages of rules. Really? Yeah. I don't know how big the pages are. It might have been on a smaller manual. They could be post-it notes. Yeah, they couldn't. A couple of post-it notes notes. up on the... uh, If there's any golfers in the... uh, What do we have? Audience. If there's any (laughs) golfers in the audience who've got a copy of the rule book, you um, fax fax it through to Karen. Karen will pick it up. And then we'll uh, we'll have a read next week. But there was more that went right in this game. Funnily enough, even though we conceded uh, four tries, I believe, our defense was actually quite good. Now, we tackled a 90.3... Uh, percent effectiveness rate to Penrith's yeah. 85.2. Great example. Nathan Ross out on the fringes made 20 tackles with no misses. But again, when you're making those tackles right on your line, there was, I think, three effective tacklers on Tyrone Peachy. Still gets the ball down. There was three effective tacklers on Campbell Gillard. Still got the ball down. We made our tackles, but you need to be moving up and making them off the line. Yeah, like we've been guilty too much this season of conceding that trial from the big brangy prop. Um, and you know we got we obviously got to put a stop to that, and maybe it is you know working out who that is that they're going to be using as that battering ram, and really just going up and jamming him. But it's easier said than done because as soon as you start doing that, you come up, you bend the line, come up, and then someone comes in behind you, and you think, why'd you rush up on him? Which we are so critical of with our with our fringe back rowers and centers. So you know it's it's you just got to play what you what what's in front of you, and hopefully you know try to do it to them before they do it to us, but they did it to us, and we we're down twelve nil very quick smart it's a damn shame also on the edges, I do think the edges have definitely improved, especially 
the edge of Lockie Fitzgibbon four tackle bust a line break to him personally yeah. and that edge looked pretty looked pretty handsome yeah James, in attack. James Maloney always 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 had a good games against us since he played for the Roosters obviously he touted us up in the Roosters in that final in 2013 he um he put 60 plus points in us when he was playing for Cronulla uh, and just because he's a pan, pan th- he must come to that trip to Newcastle and just think oh this is going to be a good warm up to good stretch well, the shoulders he's having good games against everyone this season he's got to be the I'm calling it right here he'll be the first one picked from New South Wales Origin mm. I think he'll get man of the series That's a big I'm call. feeling it I feel like James Maloney is going to have career defining Origin series and he will win man of the series you heard it here first the um is what's that the man of the series Glockenspiel that's man of the series it's man of the series Glocken man of the spiel the Glockenspiel yeah <laughs> For, forcing it but yeah, Nagy I, mean, I notice you're uh, you're not wearing a hat so no, it's going to be hard to give hats off Nagy who have you got hats off this week goes to um you know Barney Barney Rubble the big troublesome man himself he uh he you know that offload uh, that was right at the end of the game I know when it you know it was probably uh, a bridge too far by that point but um. You know, going down the fringe, backing himself, holding the ball with two hands, throwing those offloads. That was the that was the the um, the Barney that I think we remembered. Um, the Barney he, we know and love. Yeah, Barney's back, if you will, uh, with that massive tramp stamp of a tattoo that he has every time his jersey <laughs> flicks up. But uh, I, it looked like he's finding ever since he had that week off for um, concussion, he's really finding his feet again. And I think uh, hopefully with a you know. That accompanying uh, Aiden Guerra and the impact that he's having on the side, um, on top of uh, Lockie Fitz, what a back row! It's um, a phenomenal back row, and I'm glad you mentioned Aiden Guerra. He um, gets my hats off this week. He ran for 115 meters. There was 55 post contact meters in there, uh, two tackle busts, and 43 tackles. So he's really was he captain? Was he? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. Either. But he's leading by example. You know, he's not doing too many flashy things. He <coughs> get, throws the odd bit of flash in there. But not too many flashy things, but just doing good, good, hard, honest, toiling work. That was the kind of work that I was really hoping he'd bring to the side um, that he was showing with the Roosters, at least maybe back end of last year and, and 2016. But there was a period last year that he sort of dropped off. And I thought, have we bought him right when he's sort of used by dates come up? But I'm really glad he's playing with that kind of... Uh, like, you don't make 43 tackles and run over 100 metres for a team that you don't give a shit about or you're there for a paycheck, so... Um, but yeah, no, I think it's good. Look That's it. it. He's going through a bit of a renaissance, and I mean, we've obviously we've got our obligatory hats off to the Pong. The, uh, <laughs> 156 meters, five tackle busts, and offload again, yeah. looking dangerous every time he gets the ball. Penrith yeah. did seem to have his number, but then that allowed space elsewhere on the field. Yeah. So there's some uh, there's some sack work we're going to discuss later about uh, how what do you how do you solve a problem like the Ponga? <laughs> you know, the great song from Sound of Music. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like, like the Ponga? Ponga. Uh, but yeah, he was great as well. Yeah, he was fantastic, but he always is, and his expect everyone's expectation of him um, has risen. But it's good to see him get back over the line as well, because uh, despite him doing all this great work off off the you know uh, with his passing and kicking and and everything else game, setting up the tries, he was uh, he, he showed that again. The, what I thought he was going to be really good for is being a good finisher, and he he managed to get back over the paint again. That's it. That's one thing that people haven't really discussed since he came to the club. He's done everything else really well, but no one's. Talked about his support play, but, you know, supporting Brock Lamb for that try was... It's what all good fullbacks should do. Yeah. And he does it very well. It just hasn't led to many tries. So my, that was good to see. My, yeah, my hat's back on, even though yeah, it's it's a tough one because he had a bit of a rocks and diamonds game. But as far as the pinnacle moment to let it go, it was, was Connor Watson. Like, he was in everything. 
he was in everything. He was like, you know, as, as Brandy said a couple of weeks ago, he was like a jack-in-the-box, you know what I mean? Like, he's just got so much energy. Him and Brock Lamb both got told, obviously, just run it. Just go it and back yourselves, uh, which was good to see. But obviously, the pinnacle moment of making the break and the final pass, throwing it on the deck, leading to a try. That's the 12-point uh, the turnaround, which we suffered at South again. And if you had to have a moment that that, um, that sorry, accompanying with um, getting down there and possibly scoring under the post with Big Dan Safedi, who had another phenomenal game. Um, 155 He did, 150 metres off the bench, uh, 54 on post-contact, 25 tackles, yeah. in 38 it, minutes, I think. If he, like, if, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing when you're uh, in a garage, uh, but it's, <laughs> but obviously being out there, um, grabbing the marker, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't touch the markers. It's, it's, uh, if the marker had come forward and, you know, what was happening in the ruck, we could have got a penalty then and things could have been a very, it could have been a very different game again. But just with that and throwing, like, two key errors in, in a moment where, in that second 20, second 20 when we really had a lot of the ascendancy, um, you know, it could possibly have cost us the game. And Well, that's it. Those two players, you, you had in the press conference, you, Brownie mentioned Watson's two mistakes. Daniel Safidi also made two mistakes coming out of our own end. Yeah. If you take out those two <coughs> mistakes apiece, both of those players come into contention for our very, uh, yeah, our very own hats off. Very hats and off, maybe, yeah. you know, what's considered a great game. So it's just <laughs> yeah. those little things that are stopping the Knights players from having great games my hat's off i hate to say it because we love him here at the show it's got to go to josh king he just didn't have much back, impact. Hats back on, my William. hat's back, back on. on sorry to josh king he <laughs> you know he played the opening 20 where i think we only had 30 percent of the ball but you know he only ran for 49 meters he had a missed tackle he, just <clears> brought very little impact didn't start well didn't start the game well and copped a lot of criticism for it um was around those sort of defensive errors that you know uh, led to those first couple of tries but um but yeah, he he didn't, you know, he was he was giving a starting spot, um, which I think you know going from reserve grade to giving a starting spot in first grade, that's a huge jump. You'd think, especially with a prop, you'd come onto the bench and maybe play a few more minutes. But he just didn't obviously click in, click into gear. I thought he had a better second half than he did at first, but you know. Um, what can you say, young player coming from reserve grade, um, coming up against the likes of Ram- uh, Ke- Keegan Ramble Gillard? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's the cold. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, Randall Keegan, Keegan Randall. <laughs> <laughs> it's RCG Ke- Campbell Gillard. I'm just gonna Regan Campbell Gillard. Regan Campbell Gillard. Um, yeah, coming up against the likes of him, he's gonna be. Anyone publicly- else you want to talk about? James Fisher Harris, <laughs> Corey Harawira, and I can't touch any of the hype. Dallin Watene Zalesniak. No. Anyone? No. no. None of them. None of them. I can't <laughs> do any of them today. I uh, struggle enough with Nathan Ross. <laughs> That's where my voice is at, um, and my mind. But no, he, he didn't. He didn't start the game well. And he didn't finish well. well. I had to say, like uh, Brock Lamb coming back into this side, also starting halfback after being dropped the week before, uh, was running the game, uh, running literally with the line a lot obviously i think he had like seven or eight runs which is quite high for him compared when he was with pierce um and you know if that if that ball from from connor watson finds um brock lamb's hands i reckon he goes under the post so he makes a break sets up the try for ponga and then scores one himself suddenly everyone's back on the on the lamb train if you know what i mean absolutely what about it's, the lamb and gravy train? The lamb. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is good. Thank it's, you. It's a little too good. A little too good that I can't. <laughs> I can't better it. So we're gonna have a quick break and we'll be right back, Justice. Oh, Nagy, you did a great first. We're here at a freezing cold Marathon Stadium, uh, not getting the result we wanted, but we have a we, we have a, a jouster here, Carlo. Like, what are your thoughts about the game? What the fuck does it take to get a properly refereed fucking match in Newcastle? 
honest to God, Penrith spent the whole fucking night laying down in the ruck. The guys were offside every fucking time we played the ball. By the time we finally got a chance to attack, we were out of energy. Blow the fucking whistle! It's starting to get absolutely beyond me. It was a really, oh. it was a, we didn't definitely get the run, the, you know, the run of the green. And like, it was just, it was like, they were laying all over us constantly and uh, they, you know. Who they, is that ref? Honestly, God, who is that ref? He was atrocious. He was absolutely and utterly atrocious. It's some bald bloke. I'm not sure who he was, but he wasn't very good at his job. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to say it was a very disappointing game as far as, uh, I thought we'd play better. I thought when we had the ball in our hands, we, we played better. You, you, would you agree? I thought we looked really good actually when we did have the ball in our hands. Kalen Ponger is still a gun. Uh, Lockie had a good game. Um, I actually didn't think we got the ball down on that last play at the end there. <laughs> they were showing the replay and we were like, he didn't get that ball down. There was no way he's got that down on the ground. And right when he's about to place it, they cut it off. <laughs> I reckon they knew all money. We'd, anyway, I'll take the points. We needed something to go our way tonight. Yeah, it's good. A good friend of the show, Nathan Ross, getting a try there at the end, but uh, obviously it wasn't enough. Uh, thank you, Callie. We'll, we'll talk to you again no, soon. Always <laughs> a pleasure, guys. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a sad day. Feels like we're here at the foot of the mountains. Uh, it's fucking freezing, as Nagy alluded to earlier. Ricky, mate, you've just been out of the game. What the hell happened, Ricky? Oh, I don't know, mate. Pretty disappointing. It's just, yeah, pretty gutted. I don't have much to say. I just, I just want to get home and go to bed because it's pretty bloody cold and the, the refs just didn't make that an enjoyable game for me, to be honest. So They rarely do, mate. They yeah. rarely make an enjoyable yeah. game. But tonight was particularly stinging. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I'm, it's a long walk home. That's all right, mate. Long walk home, hopefully with a few beers at the end of it for you, yeah, mate. That sounds all right to me. Beauty. Thank you, Ricky. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. All right, guys. We've got a bit of a mixed crew here. Big Panther, a couple of little knights. Who's happy? Who's sad? Oh, we're sad because sad. I bet Dad's happy. Up the Panthers! I win a winner! Chicken dinner! It's a good win by your boys. They're starting to hit some form, eh? They have a pretty good season up there at the foot of the hills. I think the only thing is we're just slow at the mark all the time. We, you know, hope they can get better as the year goes on. But I think the Knights have got a lot, lot to build on. That's it. There's a lot to learn, a lot to take on from it. Nathan Cleary apparently back next week. You must be pretty keen for that. Oh, mate. State of origin, I think. Just beckoning in. And I think some of the nice players are really hitting their form too, you know. Connor Watson had a great game tonight. That's it, mate. Blue's perspective. Can't wait for Clearity to be back. Now, fellas, what do you reckon? What went wrong tonight? Um, too many penalties. Too many penalties. Agreed. How about you, champion? Um, I don't really know. That's all right, mate. Wait, um, when he done that pass, he should have... Um, like hold on to the ball as long as, as hard as he could and then the other person took the ball out of his hands. Mate, we at the Joust absolutely agree with you. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the rest of the night. Cheers. Cheers. I'm here with uh, Jacob and Jake. Uh, I can't remember which one's which. You're Jacob. I'm Jacob. And you're Jake. Yeah. And you're Jake, yeah. Uh, what, thoughts on the game, Jacob? Oh, a little bit disappointing not to get the win, but good effort from the boys, I reckon, in a shitty cold night. You thought it's freezing out here, by the way. It's got to be about minus four. Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the boys should have done a lot better with the defence at the end. <laughs> but it was good. It was all right. A bit cold. Good hit out yeah. for the boys. It, it was definitely like, you know, I was conceding 29 points. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought uh, personally that, you know, we, we had, when we had the ball in our hands, uh, we were the better side. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. We parked them down in there and for like the whole game. We had heaps of possession. It was good. good from the boys. Jake, what do you think about the refs? Oh, yeah. Bit, seen a bit biased during the end there. <laughs> Everything seemed to go to the Panthers' way. But, you know, you can't control the refs. Yeah, in the end, you've got to play the better, than, the, got to play the better game. And, you know, it was... But you got to say, Jacob, did they get the rub of the green, the Panthers? 
Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you both nice fans. Are you going to come back next week, not deterred by the loss? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, we'll be back. Back for sure. Yeah. Fantastic, boys. Thank you very much. Awesome. I'm here with Terry. Terry, what are your thoughts on the game? Obviously, we're coming out now 18 points to uh, to 29. Mate, like, really get a ref who can run the show. Honestly, mate, that was a, a bit of a joke. Like, get Gus Gould. He said the other week, give him 12 months with him. He'll fix it up. Let him do it. Because, mate, I ain't paying to come to another one of these games to watch some blokes in the middle bracket. Yeah, the, 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 it seems like the Panthers just definitely got the rub of the green. Uh, they were laying all over us in the ruck. They seem to have a lot more time in the ruck. Uh, and it, it, when we had the ball, it wasn't the same deal. Uh, would you agree? Oh, totally, mate. Totally. Like, and you could probably throw. I could probably throw a bit more in there, but I won't. I think you, co you covered it very well, can't you? <laughs> we, we can bleep it. You can say it. No, mate. No, no. It's all, it's all good, mate. But like, it's just they, they, it's got to be fair, mate. It's got to be fair. Who was your uh, if uh, who, who was the player of the night you thought did particularly well tonight despite the uh, the conditions? Oh, Kalen Ponger again. Uh, the Ford's done very well. I don't know number seventeen, Daniel. I can't pronounce his name. Saifedi. Yeah, that's him, mate. But brilliant game, brilliant game. Like that, that kid's just getting better and better each year. I, I think you know we, we were over in the middle and uh, it was disallowed and then we you know made a break, threw it on the ground and then they they came back and scored. It was a 12-point turnaround, uh, and that cost us the lead in the end. Do you think we could have maybe turned it around from there? Oh, mate, like, we only had to score one try, I think, when we had a couple of cracks at them early in the second half. We were camp there. I think we had three or four sets, and we just needed to get over. It was 18-6 it was that time. I reckon if we, if we get over then, it could have been a different ball game. But it didn't happen. Has it deterred you from uh, next time we're having a home game? You're still going to come down and watch? Oh, mate, as much as I said I wouldn't, but I will because I'm a Newcastle supporter, mate, through and through. Good on you, Terry. Thank no, you very mate, much, mate. mate. Cheers. Thank you. We're here with uh, King Jouse and Daniel Turner. How are, you, how are you going, Daniel? Oh, great. Disappointed about the result, but, yeah, uh, cold. It's a freezing night here. It's about four below. But uh, obviously, uh, you know, 18, uh, 29, I think it came in the end. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about the game? What do you think we, we – where do we lose it? Uh, I think we, we lost it. We weren't uh, coming up in defence quick enough. Um, and, you know, I think that momentum swing uh, where we bombed that try, I think it was Connor Watson who threw the, the bad pass and it was about a four-point turnaround. I think, a bit like Kenny CR last week, that was a turning point, I think. Just a few key moments of the game. How do you, think, how do you feel about the rest of the season? Do you think uh, that, you know... How are we struggling with that, Pierce, or do you think we can still turn it around? Oh, we can still turn it around. Pierce is uh, only one player, a big loss, but, yeah, we can still turn it around, of course. Uh, we've got Ponga, uh, Fitzy, uh, Rostog. Loved your interview last, uh, last week. So, yeah, I think we can still turn it around, but uh, it's going to be a battle, I think. Thank you, Daniel, for your time. It's a great time to you. Thank you, mate. Cheers. All right, we got young Isaiah here, mate. What the fuck happened tonight, brother? What, what happened? <laughs> oh, no, um, I guess it's just the defence, really. Um, could have got a couple of tries there if they didn't, you know, if they moved up in their defence properly. And Yeah. Happens, eh, hey, mate? It's good yeah. to see, like, that gentleman there, yourself, mate. We're still fans, still there, right? Oh, yeah, Best fans sure. in the comp, don't you reckon? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, we, we should be able to turn it around, hopefully get a couple of good games in. Um, yeah. Absolutely, mate. What do you tip for next week? Oh, I haven't really had a look at it, but... Neither have we. I don't, <laughs> I don't know just yet. I might have a look at it and then see. One week at a time, baby. Thank you, yeah. Isaiah. Good Thanks, to chat mate. to you, man. Cheers. 
<laughs> this is Terry at Justice. We're in a very special sort of a outfit. You want to give us a spin there, Terry? Look at this. Sensational. What's that? Super Pong number one fan. Very, very good. Could it be better? What was your name, sorry, mate, as well? Uh, Dean, mate. Dean, Dean. Uh, you're, you're a Ponga fan? They're one and only, mate. Give him the town, give him the lighthouse, give him everything. Let's keep him. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you. I really appreciate it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so what were your thoughts on the game tonight? Uh, too many penalties, too many errors, uh, basically. If, you, if you're going to give away the ball, you can't win. That's fair enough. How was it? Uh, we, obviously, it's cold night tonight. Were you nice and cosy up there with the uh, dressing gown? I was, mate. I was. Although the, the kids didn't want me to wear it, that, that, that one over there. But of course, as soon as the wind came out, they said, "Can we borrow it?" <laughs> you know. So we come from Sydney. I threatened to wear it, and they went, "You won't wear it." And I went, "So of course." Oh, you got to go and got to go in strong. And I really, I really like the, uh, I like the enthusiasm with the dressing gown because it is the most appropriate wear for this kind of weather. Uh, a few, few, few lads saw it and just went, oh, what a great idea. So I don't know if I'll start a trend, but if there's a trend to be had, do it. <laughs> Terry for dressing gowns, guys, hashtag. <laughs> uh, does uh, the loss tonight deter you from, uh, you know, coming back next week? No, nah, never, mate. Born and bred here. Beautiful. That's what we love to hear at the GS. Thank you very much, Terry. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. <laughs> and we're back. <clears throat> do take us back in? And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of the GS. Now... Naggy, if our listeners want to look their absolute best at the Commonwealth Hotel watching their favourite sporting event... Well, at the premier sort of venue of, of all uh, sporting events in Newcastle. Oh, best, best place in town. Don't yeah. forget to uh, tickle that subscribe button right there. That one right there. <laughs> right on your YouTube channel. And you will go in the uh, draw to win this beautiful, gorgeous, delightful Henny Penny retro jersey. You won't have to eat the Henny Penny. Just get on down to the commie. Moorish Mondays. Three courses. Way better than Henny Penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll, you'll look your absolute best. You'll but look yeah, gorgeous. Well, that'll be... Um, how many more weeks we got? We've got two more weeks left for that competition. So please get in quickly. Just go and click subscribe on YouTube. Two more weeks for YouTube and then it all crashes down around we'll us. We'll announce you live on the uh, on the show. Now, Liam, uh, we got next week we've got the Titans. We do have the Titans. Now, the Titans <coughs> are an interesting prospect. They're terrible. But yeah. somehow they're sometimes not terrible. They're sometimes... It's very confusing. They're the worst teams to come up against. They're sometimes good. We're being a bit of a sometimes good side this year as well. We are. We're one of those sometimes good, but most... Not most, but also sometimes bad teams. Yeah, half Wouldn't half. it be nice to be just an always good team? Mm. Yeah. Because you like even when you lose, you're like, we'll win again next week. Do you reckon it'll get boring? Well, look at the Roosters. Um, like you know, they, they are often winners over. The, like, you know, they always have bad years now and then. Uh, but the, then fans just easy. They just go, "I'm just not watching footy this year." They turn it off, yeah. and then they tune in next year. and They go, "Oh, we're winning again." And <laughs> that must be nice. It must be a nice feeling. So wait. you're saying oh. being bad is actually good for a team's membership? Yeah, or you can't viewership figures. Although Roosters don't win many grand finals, really. Yeah. They they can get to them fine. They just can't win they them. Just can't win them. But anyway, speaking of teams who can't even make grand finals, the Titans the next Titans. week. Now, as usual, our stats, of course, brought to us by the Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer. That was way off. Josh Spiegelman, <laughs> we've lost three out of our four games against the Titans in recent years. Yeah. Now, a few of those, to be fair, we were playing Brendan Elliott at fullback and Jalen Feeney in the spine. So, not the best team the Knights have ever put out, but that's not a good record. And actually, given the games we've lost, we've probably lost three out of four our last games against almost all the teams. All the teams, yeah. <laughs> so, good stat, but you could probably say that about most teams. Um, now, the Titans, they've actually got a decent forward pack. They've kind of quietly put together an all-right forward pack mm. when most of them aren't injured. They're averaging 
I think like, you, know, you can't read your own handwriting, <laughs> no, can you? Because it's dog shit. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think we've got him at a good time. Um, I think, you know, obviously Kevin Proctor, which we'll touch on this later, got his, uh, um, you know, what's it? He got his half. bone wished. Bone, <laughs> yeah, didn't he ever? Uh, and but you know, they were, they, uh, who's the guy that used to play for us? I can't think. Sorry. Brendan Elliott. Brendan, no, the other one. They signed another one. The one that we didn't like. Jack Stockwell. Jack Stockwell got knocked out cold. The Paul. Oh, that was one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. It was seen. terrible. Mm. Actually, the stat I was looking at is actually referring to them being a bad forward pack. Now the Titans averaged thirty-five point <laughs> three three missed tackles to our thirty-one point six. Yeah. So there's a lot of defensive errors there to exploit. I just feel like, I don't know, the forwards need to bounce back, give a really strong effort and exploit that, exploit their defensive weaknesses. They only complete at an average of 75% to our 78%, which, again, there's errors in there, errors which we can force all through defence. I think this game needs to be a game that we build on the back of defence. Our defence over the last few weeks, while we've made the tackles, we haven't really used our defence to put a stamp on the game. Mm. I think this is a game where we really need to step up and use our defense as a weapon instead of just using it as a will stop you yeah. type thing. You well, know? The one that Does that make good, any sense? Yeah, sort of. Uh, the one good thing about going up there is that, you know, they're not much of a fortress up there. It's not really one of those grounds that you sort of shiver with fear. It's not like a, I don't know, even a book fair we won this year. Stun Corp's got that real daunting feeling. It's not a Stun Corp, is it? I haven't really had a good look. No. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this, is that I good? don't think so. At that Gold Coast Stadium, which is a bit of a vanilla stadium, really. It's very vanilla. It's, yeah. Well, it sort of looks like a paddle pop, you know, like a rainbow <laughs> paddle pop. Just like these streaks of yellow going through the blue. There's always my... F- you know what? No, I've changed my mind. My favourite flavour of paddle pop was banana. Yeah. I loved banana paddle pops. Mm. Yeah. Remember they used to be like 65 cents? Those were the That was days. amazing, yeah. I, I will see, that even that was too expensive for us. We used to get the icy poles back when they were 50 cents. Yeah. Calippos. Yeah. Mm. Fucking inflation. Thanks, Tony <laughs> Abbott. Um, now, they average one re- one area where they do excel yeah. is in their post-contact meters. Their forwards have, they really fight to get uh, get through to the play the ball. They're averaging 445.9 post-contact meters to our 428.6. And they average 10.3 offloads a game to our 5.2. So there are a few danger areas the Knights really need to focus on. Where do the Knights need to improve from their side? So we know what we're coming up against. Uh, who, who needs to pick it up uh, from, from our team, Liam? I think the forwards, again, as I just said, I think our starting props really need to open the game firing. They really need to use that opening 20 minutes to get the Titans on the back foot, really run them off the ball. And yeah, it just seems it's through the middle where we need to improve the most. We weren't making much headway through the middle against Penrith. The week before against Souths, we didn't seem to be either, which it's something that our forwards have done reasonably well to mm. start the season. We just need to get that movement going back through the forwards again, are we through big, the middle. Are we a big man short? Do we bring back the other Safidi, Jay Safidi? I think we're a big man short, Nagy. I think we need to bring back the other Safidi. Do you maybe even start the Safidis? I can't. Oh, you, I don't you, you think you can you... drop drop Herman. Herman's been playing well, and, you know, ideally, we'd say, well, we'd move Herman to lock. But the back row's been playing well also. So I think you have Dan Safidi starting, Jacob Safidi to the bench. Maybe Josh King needs a bit more time in reserve grade, but dropping a young player like that after one game, it's it's tough. It's It's a toughie. But I think we need a, a real big man's game against the Titans. Do we go in the same half pairing? I think we keep the halves pairing. For me, we keep the halves pairing. Just until Pierce gets back, stick with Watson and uh, Brock Lamb. Lamb, Stick with them. Because we saw, you know, Cogger and Watson worked okay together. But I don't feel like Watson and Lamb have been any worse. They haven't been, you know, (laughs) far from... 
terrible. Yeah, no, like in the end, like Watson's got a good running game, uh, and uh, and instinctually he's a good ball runner, uh, and Lamb is a good kicker. Like, and it's good, a good kicker compared to who? Compared to Watson and compared to Jack Cocker, which so, is what we need. You can't have two halves who can't really kick. Yeah, no, that's right. That's so. a damn shame. But there's a few men we need to target. Nagy, who are we former knight Brendan Elliott, mm-hmm. he uh, misses three point five tackles per game. Bryce Cartwright misses 3.44. And Ryan James, funnily enough, misses 3.88 tackles per game. Now, Brennan's kind of experimented with playing Ryan James on the edge where he's not quite as effective as he is in the front row in the middle. So there's something weird going on at the Titans where Garth Brennan's just throwing players a jersey yeah. and whichever one he pulls out of the pile is what they get. It's very strange. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Score prediction, Liam? Score prediction, I'm thinking... Look, the Titans are terrible, but it's going to be close. 18-14, Newcastle Knights. Uh, 24-20, Newcastle Knights. Also uh, a close one, Nagy. Yeah. Remind us, what was your score prediction you made to a good friend of the show I before good, the game? I mean, for the Penrith game, I said I thought it was going to be 30 points to 12. And when it was 29-12 with moments to go, I hate being one of those guys. Well, I said the score, but uh, you know, anyway. it was. So oh, I thought you said it was 30 points to 18. No, no, oh. no I thought it was 30-12, but it was 29-12 with a few minutes to go. Oh, well, not as close as I thought you no, were. No, no, no. But that's quite all right. Now, do you have the time, Nagy? <laughs> I do have the time, Liam. I think it might be time for the news. <laughs> I don't know what the news is. I found the news. <laughs> Yeah, now it was an interesting week of news. This is going to be a blooper reel this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always the best part of any show. This is like the when blooper we, reel. You know when sometimes you see the pilot of the show, but they've filtered it in later, like episode three. This is this what's is the happened. pilot. This is the pilot. No one <laughs> this would is know. Day one for the jazz. You're witnessing a brand new podcast, brand new time. <laughs> what happened in the news this week, Liam? Now in the news, first thing in the news because it's night focus. Daniel Levi went to Nathan Brown, requests a release. Release is denied, and then it's put into first grade. Mind games, Nagy? Yeah, no, it's an interesting thing that happened, obviously, because you can totally understand why uh, Danny Levi would, would go and say, like, you know, I'm just been, I was playing for my country uh, a few months ago. Uh, I started the season out of the team. We're coming up to round 10 plus. Like, you know, we're going around, I'm still not getting a sniff. Um, you know, like, we're... We, you don't want to p- devalue yourself by playing a whole season in reserve grade. Look what happened to Mitch Rain. Like, he's back in first grade now, but he, he, he took the hard road back there, um, not getting a run anywhere at uh, at Penrith, and then and luckily getting a break with Garth Brennan. But, you know, do you are you that player that once played for New Zealand in a couple of years? Or, you know, do you, he, he's a young kid that's um, that obviously doesn't want to spend uh, the remainder of his contract. He's contracted up to 2020 at, at Newcastle. Um, and obviously he doesn't want to spend too much time in reserve grade. Well, that, and you're right, it's completely understandable. Not only did he play for New Zealand, he's played the majority of the games over the last two seasons through the tough times. So all of a sudden, you know, being dropped down the pecking order a wee bit, you can understand that he's, well, dare we say, a bit miffed. Pardon the language, but he might be a bit cheesed off. Well, this time last year, by um, I think it was around six or seven last year, he was one of the first uh, people to be re-signed by the team, uh, by, by the coach, you know, and that obviously showed a lot of faith, and he's probably thinking, what have I done? What have I done wrong? Um, to, to you know, to possibly be excluded from the side the whole for the for the remainder of the season, and I think the games that he has played for us, he's had moments of real excitement. Yeah, I thought he was good against uh, Penrith. He he changed the tempo around the ruck. He started sniping in behind the markers. I thought he was good off the bench. I'm glad that his uh, request has been denied because I'd love to see him around the club to see out his contract. And I think 
you know, he's only in line to play more minutes. It's going to be interesting to see whether he, he, he gets named on Tuesday, which is tomorrow for us. Um, when you're watching this, it'll be yesterday. I oh, know, it's like time travel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the future like? Um, but it's it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they include him in that side. And, and if he does, like, does that show him more power? Does he threaten to leave again? Do more players threaten to leave if they're not part of that first grade picture? It all feels very Wall Street naggy. Yes. Lots but, of conniving and... Dirty <clears throat> deals. Just like that movie. Yes. Inception. <laughs> yes, Inception. Conniving and dirty deals galore. Sorry, yeah. Next item on the agenda. Kenneth Edwards, noted Parramatta bad boy, has been... What did he He got arrested yeah. for driving with his license suspended. Sure. Because he got... I think the police were driving past, looked up his license plate, saw that he had a suspended license, and he ran away. He parked the car and ran away. I oh, sprinted them. away from them. He sprinted away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny they said he was sprint training. Sprint training. Oh, well, sprint training. And the- but it's like you know, rugby league players can't win. He pulls his car over, runs away from the cops. He gets in trouble. Josh Papali drinks drive, calls the cops on himself. He gets, gets in trouble. trouble yeah. How does a rugby league player break the law on the road and not get in trouble? Is, yeah. What do they have to do? They have to go back to the bus. I think. They have to get what, back to the bus. That's the reason they take the bus to and from games because there's too many variables if they're all driving there. <laughs> there's so many variables. <laughs> Isn't it insane? They'll rock up. And They'll say, oh, where is everyone? They say, they've all been arrested. None of them made it here. That's why they have the team That's bus. it. Sid Foggs has made a killing off <laughs> over the decades. <laughs> they're, they're paying the cops to look yeah. out for the players. But I think that'll... <clears throat> you got to think that that's one more nail in the coffin of Parramatta season. And you got to think Kenny Edwards is going to get let go. He's been yeah. let go from two clubs already due to... Uh, Behavioural incidents, I think we call them. Well, he's out of the car. He's probably on a plane and already looking at Super League contracts. <laughs> so that's probably the only, only place that's going to sign him because I think the NRL will probably wash their hands of him. Into retirement. Well, he's just not that talented. You know what I mean? The problem is that <laughs> if he was a superstar, this would probably be his second last chance. But because but, uh, you know, because he's just not quite there, that he's... Uh, just let him go. Just let him put him out to pasture. Now, our final piece of news probably wouldn't make news if it was any other player, but mm. uh, I think we've got some video of it, Elliot. Can we bring up the Cameron Smith tackle? Yeah. The wishbone tackle. Now, Cameron Smith uh, seems to be finally being exposed for the grub <laughs> that he is. Yeah. Look, it, it, you watch it at full speed, and um, and it's... You, you, you know, you can blink and miss it, but when he when you notice he's got a leg, uh, the other the other players are pinning him on the ground. Slow motion, you see it, and just to reef up and in and away, you're stretching that groin in about three different places. In three different places, he comes out and says, oh, "I didn't I didn't want to hurt him," um, but that's no excuse in the tackle. You can come out, you could I could knock your head clean off your shoulders, which I will, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then I say oh, I didn't mean to hurt him. That's not a defence for why. No, it's why no defence. If you go into court and you say, look, yes, I tried to rob him, but I didn't succeed in robbing him, yeah. they don't say, well, yeah, yeah, off yeah. you go. Off Enjoy you the go. rest of your day. It's a thing. Do like, they? I've it, never been to court. In the end, that's you know manipulating a joint away from where it should go. Um, and like you see it in the chicken wing, you see it in the cannonball tackle, you see you, you're trying to disable these players in, in what you could you could interpret as an unlawful way as far as the game. And he ends up missing the rest of that game uh, in, an, in a time where it was pretty still in the balance. Funnily enough, <coughs> we bring up all these other techniques that have been outlawed, all pioneered by Melbourne. Well, that's it. They, they're working out you know, other, other areas to grapple. They couldn't grapple the neck. They go, fine, we're going to grapple the leg. And I think once he got punched in the nuts last week, he said, all right, well, the groins, I didn't get in, you know, Jeremy Lattimore didn't get in trouble, so the groin's yeah. fine. The it's groin's, fair play. The groin's fair play for the grapple. Now, I will play devil's advocate. You'll notice as the leg is reefed, yeah. the other leg is being taken out by another player. So the other player came on late after he tried to reef. Maybe if the other player doesn't grab hold, he just pulls the leg up, 
it's a classic. You know, lift the leg, he falls over. Well, I still think it's a dick move. It's it's because of the injury. I think uh, you know, it's he's already been charged, and I think he's going to miss a week. He took an early guilty plea. It's you know, it depends on how much Proctor. If Proctor misses six plus for that. You know, it's uh, it's something that you don't want to see. It's not a comfortable thing for any bloke to see a groin tear, um, anything around that area tear. Or a female. I'm sure if a female had a groin tear, it would be just as just as painful. Just, just as uncomfortable, yeah, I just imagine. any yeah. human with a groin. Any human or animal. Or yeah. animal. Uh-huh. Well, does an animal have a groin? If an animal has four legs, they does got, that, do they, they got, have two groins? They got two groins. Huh. <laughs> not many people know that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> so they got one groin up behind their neck. Yeah. Imagine if you, it's a neck and a groin. Well, we I guess you could call your collarbones a shoulder groin. A shoulder groin. <laughs> I broke my shoulder groin a few years ago. Well, it really P- hurt. Pierce doing his tit really did his, <laughs> his shoulder groin. Um, now, again, we're no doctors. Uh, and I'm we so- cannot stress that enough. And I'm sorry if you've got that impression from us uh, thus far, but uh, he's definitely Pierce. Hopefully, he will come back soon from his shoulder yeah. groin. Uh, was there anything else there? No, look, that's all for the news this week. Fairly quiet week in the news. Which is always good, considering... There's no nights players in the, in the news, and there was nothing. You know, there was Danny Levi. He was yeah, in oh, the that's news. true. Yeah, <laughs> different but section of the news. Different though. section. There was wasn't in the gossip column. Now, Liam, I think it's about time to open that sack of yours. There you go. Sorry, it's just playing around with my uh, <coughs> lower groin. Now. Good sack questions this week, guys. Obviously, we can't get to all of them, but thank you for your input. We'll get to as many as we can. Now, Joe Duffy asks a multimedia question. Now, uh, Elliot, could you please bring up the tweet in question? Now, Joe asks, what do you think about Willie Mason's comment that Brock Lamb would struggle to make reserve grade at other clubs? Is it a fair call or is it a bit harsh noting what Willie has said here on the screen? How can a player like Todd Carney be sitting in limbo with no club? Blah, 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 blah. Knights, blah, 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 blah. Lamb reserve grade something, something. He meant Lamb he but said Cogger. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's what do you think about uh, Big Willie's style here? <laughs> he's an idiot. He's, an, he's just a fool. Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's got half a piano of ivory behind his lips and he's sprouting all this nonsense. They, um, have you seen his teeth? <laughs> we'll put up a photo of his teeth in post. If you haven't seen it, it's an absolute joke. So I reckon Willie's teeth gets this week well, three and a half frowning, frowning brownies. brownies. <laughs> 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 Which is huge. It's a lot of frowning brownies. It's a lot yeah. of frowning brownies, especially for teeth for this particular job. Looks like he's got the the, um, the lolly teeth stuffed up there. Um, so anyway, <laughs> They're I think, always the worst lollies to get in this <clears> bag. Too. He's going to be making more of these comments, and obviously he wants a bit of a life after the game, and I think he wants to be a bit of a comment, like a you know social commentator on these things. Um, and look, his comments are fair enough. Um, like <laughs> Lamb did play uh, a game in, in Reggie's uh, for the Knights. Uh, he's he's back there and uh, he had a solid game and last week. It'd be silly to say that he's going to see more Reggie's time, but but to say that you know for the argument that you need to bring Carney in just for um, you know a set period and then hopefully that that blossom. If we brought Carney in tomorrow, then he has to work two two combinations: one with the current uh, Haas piece and one with Watson, and then he um, <coughs> then what the new you either work another one when Pierce comes back or then you drop Carney again. I didn't think... I think everyone remembers Carney as 2014 Carney. Um, that was when he got dropped from Brisbane, wasn't it? There was... Um, oh, dropped from Cronulla after that Brisbane game, the the Bubs. The Bubs. I think it was 2014, yeah. which uh, for, our, for our viewers, that's four seasons ago. Four seasons ago. Four years. Um, I, you know, I saw a bit of him play in, in uh, Super League, but uh, he's mainly the thing for when he was playing for the Catalan Dragons was... Um, the his his injury record. He wasn't playing consistent um, football, and the last thing we need now is to introduce a half to build a game around, and then see him out, you know, two and three times. So. And speaking of halves that you 
know, should be in reserve grade. He did play reserve grade. He went to the Central Queensland Capras alongside the world's fattest man, Dave Taylor, and just, yeah. it was, you know, yeah. he, he played like a 30-year-old half who hasn't played in the NRL for I a few years. I think he's older. Yeah, and it's, it's just, a, and again, it's just a very short-sighted, you know, a short-sighted view. Yeah, yeah. Pierce is out for a bit. Quick, let's scramble to sign someone. That's just throwing Nathan Brown and Darren Mooney's plan into chaos, which we've seen. It's a long-term plan. We don't make short-term decisions. A short-term decision like that is going to screw us, you know, in a year and a half when a remarkably good prop comes on the market. We all of a sudden don't have that money that Carney's on to throw at this guy. Yeah. No, don't make it. Terrible Terrible opinion. You're I disagree a, wholeheartedly. You're a goose, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Anthony Hickling. Now that other teams have worked out our game plan of give it to the Pong, what other trick plays should we run? Hickling's a fan of the old chip and chase. Yeah, of course he is. He always yells at chip and chase. If you're with Anthony Hickling of the football, he'll yell chip and chase every day of the week. Um, <laughs> he's it's Look, it, we don't give the ball to Pong because that's our trick play. You give the ball to Pong because he calls for the ball and wants it. He's just the player that wants the ball. If you, uh, if you, if you, like you, I'm sure we didn't expect Ponga to be doing this, and we wouldn't have built a team with Mitchell Pearce around it, saying Ponga is going to be a most dangerous uh, player, because uh, you know it's just instinctual to him. Um, it's sure he has to step up, and he has been since Pearce isn't there. But I think if you watch that Penrith game, most of it um, is is around other players, and a lot of that hard work, um, you know, with players like Mitch Barnett and Lockie uh, Lockie Fitz, um, was was you know injecting themselves in the game. So. In your answer, yes, um, we need no other trick plays, and but no, I think they're currently happening now. Anthony Hickling, it, we look, we're we're a different side with that Mitchell Pierce. It takes the shine, it takes a lot of the the, the positives off us, but um, to think that we're a one trick pony with uh, with Ponga, and then what, so before we were two trick ponies, like you know, it's it's yeah, I think it's I think it's silly to think that we're we're sitting on our heels a bit without Ponga. Well, that's it. You notice I noticed in the game on the weekend that Penrith really committed a lot of men to getting around Ponga. They really tried to shut him down. That just opened up the other side of the field for Connor Watson. It opened up a bit of a looser ruck defense structure for Danny Levi. We've got a few weapons in place in other parts of the field that once other teams attract on Ponga, once they stick on Ponga, that's great. That's what we want. It opens up bigger holes in the defence for other players to capitalise on, especially Connor Watson with his great running game. Good question, Anthony. Thank you. Maggie, anything mm. on that? Mm. <laughs> that was a good question. It was. It was. Now, another question from our dear friends over at Shouts from the Sidelines, yeah. uh, headed by Q over there. Okay. Check him out. Give him a listen. Who do you think should be the long-term halves partner for Mitchell Pierce? Do we want Watson, Lamb, Jack Johns, or someone else? Look, Jack Johns, from what I hear, is he's probably got a future in the game not in the halves um i think because he's got that john's name everyone brands that number seven clean on him and has very fond memories uh of times gone by but i think jack john's uh, is a bit of a size a sizey bloke um and is that a word that's not a word sizey yes sizey yeah. <laughs> is a bit of a sizey bloke and i think he's probably going to find himself probably playing a bit more of a i don't know uh, like a larger blocker lock sort of a role a ball playing a lock, ball playing lock possibly and this is obviously just conjecture because i haven't seen too much from play but, but let's but, conject i love conjecting <laughs> yeah but I, I i at the moment look i liked what what cogger was doing but probably cogger and pierce probably have a better com- combination because Pierce has the kicking game at the moment. I think you got to go. What if you're going to keep Watson in that side? Um, you, you put Lamb back in. But then, then again, if Ponga makes the uh, makes the Origin side and he goes, you think Connor Watson goes back to fullback, and then we've got uh, Lamb and Cogger, who I like as a halves pairing because they complement each other and they've played uh, lots of football together. Agreed, Nagy. I think the long term option is Watson because Pierce has the kicking game. Watson has the running game. Once you combine them, they only played. 
one game together here at the night so far with Watson getting injured and then Pierce getting injured. As a long-term combination, they both have the attributes to uh, to complement each other brilliantly. Mm. So yeah, Q, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be Pierce and Watson. Pierce and Pierce Watson, and Watson long, long term. Now, last question from Zach Lachlan. It's a very short question, Zach. I was expecting um, something a bit longer, a bit of an essay. But Zach Lachlan asks the commentary on Channel Nine, mm. which I have Fox, so I don't get to listen to. It's brilliant. Now they put down the refereeing live on air with alarming regularity. Do you think? Pe- fans of the game watching Channel 9 w- are influenced mm. by the commentators enough that it taints their vision of the game. I absolutely agree, Zach. People mm. listen to the game, they hear the commentators speaking ill of the referees, talking down decisions, even if it's the right call, and in their mind they have this mindset of, well, the referees have done us, the referees have done this, the referees are useless, they're hopeless, and it's all being fed to them by these people who, honestly, they should know better, mm. personally, but also they understand the refereeing calls in a way that the average fan would not. They understand why a particular decision has been made, whereas the average fan just sees them saying, the refs are shit, let's hate them. And they take that and they run with it and they build on that. And it becomes almost an all-encompassing philosophy where no matter what happens, it comes back to the referee. And I'll admit, I was, I was like this up until about three years ago. I had a really negative opinion of referees, but... In the last few years, I've actually been paying a lot closer attention to the way the game's refereed, to the way the game is, the referees are spoken about by the media, and honestly, it's it's far blown out of proportion by the people talking out of the talking about the game. And as someone whose viewpoint was skewed by commentators and and you know media pundits and the like slagging the referees off all the time, it's alarming how easily they can do that how easily they can put someone off and have someone railing against the referees when they should look at the reality of the game look at the way the team's playing or whatever it's just too easy of a target and i think the way the media are kind of directing people unknowingly maybe and unintentionally directing people maybe intentionally but it's actually it's probably definitely it's probably intentional. intentional but i think the way that they're leading people to blame the referees is just an easy gimmick to stir up controversy and conflict in the game which is rubbish it's bullshit i hate it yeah and i really wish that especially during the early half of the you know the the start of the season where we saw the crackdown the media was absolutely rabid i watched that panthers knights game and i was like that's what the game looks like once the crackdown stopped because the media went nuts and the fans just listened to the media and went absolutely bonkers it was rubbish and if the crackdown had continued, we wouldn't have have had a game like that. So, so basically, what, what you're saying is, in summing up, it's, it's, it's the constitution, constitution. It's, Marbo, it's Marbo, it's justice, it's, it's law, it's, it's, law. The vibe, it's the vibe, and it's the vibe. Um, uh, no, that's it's it. it. It's, it's the vibe. vibe. Yeah, no, no, that's it. I think you've summed it up well there, Liam. Uh, and, uh, I don't think I have much more to add, but I totally agree with you. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's it's the way it is. Uh, it I is think, the way it is. <laughs> that's just the way it is, and some things will never change. Some things will never change. Especially things will never stay the especially same. Especially if you're seeing the... Uh, Hadley uh, <laughs> he's just an old character take him out the back and shoot him yeah, yeah. speaking of taking him out the back of shooting we're going to wrap up for a week so we can do that to poor Il Nagy yeah, but don't forget guys we're all on all the social pipes so catch us on Facebook catch us on Twitter Instagram on YouTube now don't forget that uh, little red button right there right there on my shoulder <laughs> and the little devil on my right shoulder don't forget that but thank you again for joining us this week Justice. we'll see you next week It's been an absolute pleasure.
swear the song wasn't going to come on, but I did. I thought the song was broken. Oh, we, do, we do have the song. 